It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would first like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the podcast. I am just so very thankful and grateful for each and every one of you. And you are in for another amazing show as I have with me my returning diva, Gia Raquel. And her and I are going to chat about Chakra Connection Part 2. We talked about this in August and now we're going to continue in September. So Gia, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Hi, Joyce. I am so grateful to be back yet again, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Gia Raquel, and I own Airs Above Yoga, which is a practice that relates to yoga, meditation, and Reiki healing, which I use in both humans and in animals in and around the New Jersey tri-state area. Oh, oh how awesome. You have a very busy, busy life with everything you're doing. And to add to that, I know you also do sessions remotely, which is awesome because I've experienced one myself with my horse. So I just wanted to let our listeners know that they can connect with you also and have a remote session done. And that's, they're phenomenal. So I just wanted to put that little plug in there too for you, Gia. Thank you, Joyce. No, I, I was, I was going to, Get, get us there as well, and I really appreciate it because um, for, for yoga, it can prove challenging. I know COVID and Zoom made it accessible, but for Reiki, distance healing is, is a very, very powerful and very healing, can be very, very healing, um, arguably even more intensely so than even in person, especially when we're talking about animals. Um, distance Reiki, even for animals in a location where you might happen to live, can still be as beneficial, if not more beneficial, than hands-on Reiki. But Um, all of it is for the good. Definitely, definitely. And you're very talented at what you do because it comes from the heart, and you can can feel that in your work. So it's all awesome. And as we continue on our Chakra Connection, How would you like to open up to the listeners today? We had mentioned talking a little bit about the chakra connection with the animals, and I I am just loving that. I think that would just be fantastic to share with our listeners today how the chakras relate to our animals just as well as they do to our humans. So how would you like to open the chat today, Gia? Well, thank you, Joyce. So what I would like to do is briefly go back over. I know we touched a little bit on it, so I don't want to get too repetitive, but there are a lot of similarities, a couple of differences between chakras in animals and in humans. But as a bit of a traditionalist or a purist, 
um, I tend to focus on the seven, and the seven chakras are mimicked in both animals and humans. So uh, I know we touched on this a little bit, so I won't, I won't delve in quite as much, although I still think my overview is brief, but I know that we can be limited for time, and I really want people to have at least an understanding, a basic understanding of the chakra system um, as it pertains, because that does overlie in both humans and animals. Traditional chakras, beginning at the base of the spine, essentially, and moving up through just above the crown of the head. So they all have a color. They all have specific sounds and frequencies that attune to them, and they all can be helped with different sorts of aromatherapy, crystal healing, lots of different elements can come into play to support the chakras with regard to yourself personally, humans, and again, animals. So it can be a little bit easier with regard to healing with animals to sometimes use um, some of those alternative methods such as aromatherapy, when obviously it can be hard for the animal to communicate maybe what's going on within. Um, but for the chakras themselves, all animals, just like humans, begin with the base chakra, which has the color red associated with it. Um, it is the root chakra, and it is the lowest chakra, in, in essence, at the base of the spine. Um, above that is the sacral chakra. So if we're thinking about, we'll use a dog because I think a lot of people are, are quite familiar with that. So the root chakra <laughs> is right around at the base of the dog's tail at the lower part of the spine. The sacral chakra, as it relates to the word sacrum, which is just above the pelvis and the spine, um, relates to the area just above the root and is typical, typically related to reproduction um, and that secondary energy center. The color associated with that is orange. As we move up through that, and as I mentioned, the last time we spoke, the colors kind of mimic the prism and the rainbow, so keeping that in the back of your mind. At the <laughs> center of the belly, we have the solar plexus chakra, which is yellow, and that is kind of the power center of the body, of the energy, of the being, if you will. Moving up from there, we have the heart chakra. That is a green color, and I like to think of the heart chakra in animals and in humans basically being the center of it all and having that connection between the base root chakras and the upper, we'll call them intuition or connection chakras. That's how I perceive it. Um, so that heart chakra is moving up into the throat, which is a blue color. So from that blue color, we get into the brow chakra. In humans, it is the third eye chakra. Um, depending on how, how much you research, some people think that the brow and then the crown chakra just above. So the brow is an indigo. The crown is a lavender or a violet. It could be also white, depending on, on who you're looking into at the time and who's writing up the reports. So to that end, some people associate the left and right hemispheres of the brain and or the eyes with the crown versus the brow. I like to, for me personally, again, as more of a traditionalist when it comes to humans, 
we have our third eye and our crown, which encompasses both sides of the brain and doesn't kind of divert between the two. Now, I completely understand, especially, Joyce, as you know, if you are a flight animal, there is that very large distinction between the left and right hemisphere. The eyes are on either sides of the head as opposed to pointing more forward. There's a lot of distinctions, and we have talked in the past about how flight animals and their auras and their ability to sense is just massive. And so I'd like to just touch on that briefly once more to remind everybody that if you think of a flight animal, for example, a horse versus a dog, which is technically a prey animal um, or a predator, I know we don't like to think of them as such, but traditionally they are, um, there's the flight animal's auras, herd animals' auras, such as horses, are just huge and are so, so very sensitive and detuned. So let me take a brief pause and see if you have any questions here so far, Joyce, or that you think the listeners might have, as I just dumped quite a bit of information, and then we'll start to get into the distinctions between animals and humans and what you can do to kind of help heal. Oh. Oh, you you just explained everything so very well. I was taking notes, and I was like, oh, my, this is just great because you explained where they were, like on the dog and the colors and everything. So, no, you, you did an excellent job. So I'm just listening, and I know the listeners are too. So we will just let you proceed on, Gia. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate your vote of confidence. Much, much, much appreciated. Um, so... So when it comes to, again, there are there are many animal communicators out there, and they can absolutely help um, kind of connect you with what your dog, horse, cat, whatever your animal is, how they're feeling. But a lot of times, at least in humans, the chakras are related to different imbalances or balances in the body. So when we're talking about humans, it's super easy, or I shouldn't say super easy, but it's much more noticeable or at least someone can communicate with the human and work out where those imbalances might lie on an emotional, intellectual, or energetic scale. Obviously, the physical manifestations are quite literal. Um, But when it comes to animals, it's a little bit harder to decipher. And so one of the things that I run into, and we'll talk about dogs for a second again, is that a lot of imbalances in dogs will come out as some form of aggression, and that's because a lot of emotions that dogs have will will put them on the defense. So, for example, the root chakra is connected to human or animal, your base of safety. Do I feel safe? Have I had a, a corded upbringing, right? That's kind of the base of your existence, that red, that root chakra, a tribute to, to the dog, the horse, the human safety. And so, for example, a dog that maybe was rescued or a dog that was neglected or, God forbid, abused, that dog may have severe root chakra imbalances or issues, and they may lash out. And a lot of times it's not a direct aggression, but it could actually be a fear, a fear-based. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it could be pain-based. So unfortunately, when it comes to deciphering dogs and working with them, you really have to start to have an intuitive approach to your healing modalities so that you're able to decipher, so is this fear, is this coming from that base chakra, that root chakra? Could it be 
through aggression am I dealing with an alpha dog that's coming from a place that's actually simply aggressive? And could that be an imbalance in the solar plexus chakra or the yellow chakra at the middle of the body? Could there be lower back pain? Could the dog be in pain? Could that be a sacral chakra issue? So as you can see, a lot of times some of these imbalances have to be deciphered because they can't tell us exactly what's going on. So I just want to kind of give you that, that, back, that kind of backstory so that you can start to understand that, especially with dogs, a lot of times you need to delve a little bit deeper. Reiki definitely helps with that to kind of feel out and understand where, where that imbalance might lie. So that's just one thing that I wanted to touch on. Similarly with cats, obviously. When it comes to horses and flight animals, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the physical manifestations. So they are so, so, so receptive, right? It's, I'm not going to say it's rare because there are definitely horses that have aggression issues um, for sure. But generally speaking, they are a very special, special animal. Their relationships with humans are very, very, very special and very, very unique, the human and horse relationship throughout time. Um, and because of that, they tend to, at least I have found in my dealings with them, they tend to manifest their imbalances in a physical, in a physical way. So a lot of times if a horse is having an emotional issue, they may internalize, they don't react quite the way a predator animal such as a dog will. And instead, they will kind of, quote, unquote, suffer in silence. They will do what you ask of them, mm -hmm. and they may very well be in pain while, while they're supporting your request, in theory, domesticated horses. So, again, Reiki is a really good way to tap into those horses, tap into those energy centers, and start to kind of diagnose a bit of the physical manifestations of a chakra imbalance. So, for example, a horse might have, um, you know, might offer some lameness. Maybe you see it through the front end of the horse when really we have a hind end imbalance that could be exhibiting as favoring the front end to relieve the back end and not propelling forward. And I'm using, I'm using a very broad kind of idea that a lot of people can relate to if they are, are familiar with horses. A lot of times issues in the hind end will manifest, manifest in the front end and vice versa. So let me take a secondary pause. Now we're talking a little bit more in depth about how these chakras can affect both physically and emotionally in animals. Do you have any, any questions or anything you'd like me to zone in on specifically, anything that maybe has related to your experience with maybe your animals or people that you've known that have had maybe rescue dogs or horses that have exhibited an injury, that type of thing? Oh, you just, you touched on so many things because I was, thinking when you said about the aggression and could, coming from fear, and that makes so much sense in dogs, or coming from pain, and cats too. I know of a cat that was being very aggressive because it was having a health challenge that needed to be addressed. And once that health challenge was addressed, the cat changed completely. So there, the animals are talking to us if we just listen 
to what they're saying rather than get upset with their being aggressive over this. There's something going on. And the same thing with a horse. I mean, when you said suffer in silence, oh, my word, did that that gave me the chills because it sounded so much like my gray horse. He has suffered so much through different issues with his legs and his hooves and his feet and everything, and he's always given, and he still does. He just continues to give, and we finally got to the root of the problem and are addressing it, and he's so appreciative of it. So when you said they suffer in silence, that is so very true. I've seen it in my own horses, and it's it's amazing what they what they will do. They have such big hearts. They will give so much and just keep down inside the pain that they're dealing with. So, yeah, you you touched on some beautiful experiences that I could so relate to. So those were just a couple of them, Gia. No, I, and I appreciate it. And, and, you know, when you say listen to them, you know, that is one of the most important things that, and I'm guilty of it too, Joyce, you know, we all are. We're going through our day, the dog's barking or doing having some sort of behavior that's driving you nuts or if you ride horses and you're riding and you just can't get past, no matter what kind of rider you are, your horse will have an idiosyncrasy of some kind, right? It doesn't like plastic bags <laughs> or, yeah. you know, uh-huh. you can't over a water crossing or, you know, there's some, there's always something, whether we're training with a horse, whether we are, you know, we work from home since the, since the pandemic maybe, and you're working around your dogs and every time you answer a call, they bark, right? That type of thing. And, and the understanding them, trying to listen to them when we get busy in our lives as humans, you know, we tend to stop listening, and we don't only stop listening to our animals, we stop listening to ourselves. This mm-hmm. happens to me, and I know that I'm sure it happens for everybody, that goes into the meditation aspect, it goes into the Reiki aspect. When I'm doing distance Reiki, I absolutely, despite to my dog's chagrin, I have to lock myself in a room, I have to make everything very, very quiet, and I have <laughs> to achieve that meditative state. And I remember one of the spirit animal oracle cards that I have that I love used to use the word, the noise of a, the the phrase, I should say, the phrase, the noise of a too busy life. And the way that that blocks your... And I think that's something on, you know, today, obviously, you know, I I will bring it up as I do live um, just outside New York today is obviously September 11th. And um, one of those, days that, you know, we, we choose to take a moment of silence. We make that choice. Right. We we, we mm-hmm. honor, right? And I think that at in existence, in our lives, we need to do that more for ourselves because all of the energetic healing in the world is impossible without the ability to do that. You have to quiet yourself. The animal you're working with has to has to be relatively quiet, quote, unquote, you need to tap into your own intuition, the intuition of the animal, to be able to decipher and understand and, and listen and pay attention to, to what they're trying to communicate because they are silent. Even when they bark, they, are silent. they cannot communicate with us the way that other humans can. It is, it is a purely energetic transfer. So I don't call myself an animal communicator. I know many, many very talented people that do. Um, but I do, I can see things when I am 
when I'm doing Reiki on an animal. I can visualize, I can be directed, and I can I can feel to a certain extent areas of of upset or concern. And a lot of times for animals, the chakra that's in balance, and in humans as well, the chakra that's in balance literally relates to the area that the chakra is located. So if you're having, for example, or your animal like a cat, I know a lot of cats have bladder issues, that can generally be a sacral chakra imbalance. Um, again, the root chakra is related, it's related to fear, but um, if you're having lower, like very lower lumbar spine, lower back issues, the dog, I have two very long back dogs. I have a corgi and a basset. And, you know, they, have, they can have a lot of hind end issues. That could be a root chakra imbalance. Um, I like to think that a lot of a lot of animals who've been loved and supported will have a very healthy heart chakra. But if they don't, you might notice, and this is actually very visible in humans, I will point this out, you'll start to see it when you walk around, people who tend to have bad posture and round through their upper back and shoulders, traditionally speaking, may have a heart chakra imbalance. They may carry a lot of hurt, and that rounding through the shoulders is a way to kind of is a way of self-preservation and protection. So, again, these are just ways that the chakras, the imbalances in the chakras can physically manifest themselves in humans and in animals. Um, and it's very, very telling physically. So I encourage you and, and any listeners that have animals or have people in their life that they love and care about, I hope we all are blessed enough to have those things. Um, I encourage you to watch movement. And we do this in the horse world all the time, right? We're always analyzing the horse's gait. <laughs> watch your dog. Where are they laying, right? Are they, are they overcompensating? And it can get a little tricky with the left and the right. So for our purposes today, I'm not going to get into that, that much uh, specificity. But you want to think about the direct correlation of, okay, you know, my dog seems to be really, really, you know, kind of lame on, on the front. Or maybe the dog is panting a lot. And panting can be a sign of so many things, from stress to pain to heat, right? Panting, again, mm-hmm. in animals and dogs and, and is, is a very similar to aggression, where, unfortunately, their outward manifestations can have a whole variety of, of purposes and reasons. So, but we want to think about, well, maybe that's a throat chakra issue. Maybe maybe the barking has to do with an imbalanced throat chakra, and they are trying to communicate something and feeling frustrated. So there are, again, so many holes that we can go down when it comes to this. But the bottom line, I think, is goes back to what you said about listening um, and about about tuning in. Because before any anyone can call in someone like myself or even someone like an animal communicator, they need to understand that there's a problem. Right, they can't just get mad at their dog for barking and interrupting their Zoom meeting. They have to understand that that dog is communicating something, or they have to understand that that horse, that for example, my horse, the day that I first sat on him, had this one little funky pick. He, when you ask him to pick up the trot and actually start work, he plants both feet squarely down, puts his ears back, and just stops and refuses to go forward. He's, this animal has almost never done anything bad ever, ever. He is, you know, he is borderline a saint. But that is his tick, and he will plant, and he will just stand there, and basically I can tell he's saying, I don't want to do this. You can't make me do this. 
And, you know, a lot of times people will go straight to cracking the whip, and sometimes it does take that. But a lot of times I will just – I will have a conversation. I'm constantly having a conversation with my horse. Just go, mm-hmm. this is for you as much as it is for me. We need to keep you moving. We need to keep you active. And eventually he will acquiesce to my request. But that has always been, you know, he does have an underlying injury. He does have that we've treated um, medically and energetically. Um, and I think that was the, for me, that was the original manifestation that kind of gave me pause and said, hey, listen, there's something more going on here. There's something underlying here. And he would not be behaving in this way if there wasn't something that he was feeling. Mm-hmm. So, again, oh. I'm throwing so much information at you. Do you have any any questions about any of the things that I've gone over with regard to the distinctions between predatory and prey animals or the the way that animals communicate that we need to start to pay attention to to diagnose, self-diagnose, quote-unquote, um, an issue with our animals so we might be able to seek outside assistance. Oh, you have just given so much valuable information because it's, it is all things that us animal owners can see in our animals if we just take the time and just watch them. And like I said, just watch and listen to them. They are trying to tell you in their own way what is what is happening. And then it's finding what, how to treat it and how to go about it and find out what is going on. They are letting you know. And you have, you've given so many examples, like with the dog, the panting, the different things, the heat, the stress, the pain, the different things that that can mean. And like your horse refusing to go into the trot. And there's, there's a reason why they're not doing what you're asking on from what I have found in my own experience on a normal basis. They're not just being stubborn or not wanting to do it. There's usually a reason. It's I always say it's kinda like if some if a human has a sprained ankle and you're trying to tell them now you need to run. Well, that's not gonna work so well. So it's it's exactly. just the ways <laughs> that you have to be in tune with what your animal is trying to tell you. So yeah, you you have given so much information, Gia, and this you and I could continue this for hours. I know I would love to, and we are coming to a close on the show again. It has gone so quickly. I would love to ask you back. I really think we need a part three of this chakra connection because there is. So much more to touch on, plus the ways to then when people see these reactions, some of the suggestions you have to start to get to the root of that problem. So I can think of all kinds of things that we could add on to this. So would you be open to come back and do another session on the chakras? I would. I would love to. As I said, you can get into many, many a rabbit hole um, with even an individual chakra, and even just with humans and yoga. But we didn't even get it to the healing aspect, just talking a little bit more about the diagnostic aspects and how to understand it. And so I would Uh love nothing more. Anytime that you and I can do anything to help our animals, any animals on this planet, I I will be there with bells on. Um, The one thing I would like to say is in no way am I ever saying that this should be instead of proper veterinary care of your animal, any animal has an issue. So I just want to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. This is supplemental. Mm -hmm. 
you think your your pet is in pain or or suffering, please, please, please call your qualified veterinary professional as well. <laughs> sure, sure, I I totally understand. And uh, but you have just given so much great information. The other thing I would like to ask: How when our listeners hear this and they say, "I know Gia does remotely," or "I'm in her area," I really want to connect with her. What are some of the best ways? that our listeners may connect with you, Gia. Absolutely, Joyce. Thank you for asking. So my website is airsaboveyoga.com. That's A-I-R-S, above, A-B-O-V-E, yoga, Y-O-G-A, dot com. And I'm on all social media channels, save just a couple, um, also at airsaboveyoga. So those are the best way to reach out to me. Um, it's also airsaboveyoga at gmail.com. So I'm always happy to practice distance healing on, on any animal or human for that matter um, for those of you who may not live in the tri-state area. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us. Yeah, it's it's just been fantastic. Again, I have lots of notes and I just, I love it. I love listening to you to share. It's just beautiful. So I just want to wish you a very magical day and a magical week ahead. Oh, Joyce, thank you so much. It is my pleasure and my honor, as as it has been each and every time, to have these conversations with you, to be invited back, and um, the connection that you and I share must be a chakra one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I so agree. I hear you completely. And thank you so much for those beautiful, kind words. Thank you so much again, Gia. Thank you, And I would like... You are so very welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing show with our incredible diva, Gia Raquel. And you heard her. She will be back. And we will continue this... Uh, session on chakra connections so please share this show with your family and friends check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasthatcare.com and remember some of the tips that Gia gave us just listen really listen to your animals and to yourself your body is telling you too what's going on just like the animals are telling us what in their own way that they are needing some help or needing something. So just take that moment and just stop and listen to your animals and yourself. And with that, have a magical day. Remember, be kind to all. Give your animals that great big extra hug and share your love with them. They so deserve it. And until we meet again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.